Welcome to the Public Health Report. Welcome to this weekend edition of our Public Health News Report. In this episode, we're talking about mental health in the workplace. We hope you enjoy the episode. Before we begin this episode, I do want to invite you on November 2nd to the 4th to the People's Public Health Conference. This conference this year is hosted by the Autoimmune Community Institute, an autoimmune organization dedicated to health equity. And it's taking place again online, November 2nd to the 4th. And it is the National Public Health Conference that transforms communities. This is our second annual public health conference, the People's Public Health event. And it's happening again online. It provides a platform to democratize public health discussions, provide space for community-based and equity-focused action. This conference was created last year in response to public health conferences that had met only in person during a pandemic, requiring costly admissions, lacked a lot of focus on how to control COVID at the time. So the cost of large conferences can be prohibitive for many community leaders, students, and underemployed or unemployed public health leaders to attend. Registration involves a sliding scale amount of 25 to 55 a person, and also the opportunity to donate to the Autoimmune Community Institute. There are also volunteer waivers for registration. Learn more at info at acicommunity.org or go ahead and register the November 2023 conference at thepeoplespublichealth.org. Welcome to this episode of the Public Health Report. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno, on addressing mental health challenges as the theme this episode. Did you know that over $230 million has recently been awarded for suicide prevention and behavioral health care programs for at-risk communities? This is from the Department of Health and Human Services. And according to them, suicide is one of the leading causes of death in the United States and the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 14 and 25 to 34 years old. And this data came from the CDC. In 2022, 49,000 449 people in the U.S. died by suicide. This is an increase of approximately 2.6% from the previous year, 2021. According to the HHS Assistant Secretary for Mental Health, SAMHSA, Mental Health and Substance Use, we want everyone to know that there is hope and that there is help. Many people who have attempted suicide or experienced suicidal ideation are thriving in recovery and leading fulfilling lives because they got help. To read more and to learn more, you can visit the Health and Human Services announcement on the award for suicide prevention. In other news, addressing toxic workplaces and mental health challenges are taking place. So as we know, mental health is a public health challenge and toxic workplaces are often a part of this equation. So it's important for workplace abuse to be addressed and for the need to improve workplace mental health, where our livelihoods often depend on a safe and reliable, welcoming and encouraging workplace. After all, that's where we spend so much of our lives. So what can we do to improve the culture of well-being and mental health in our workplaces? According to the APA, the American Psychological Association, one in five workers, which is 22%, saying they have experienced harm to their mental health at work, and 22% of workers saying they experienced harassment at work over the past 12 months, compared to 14% in 2022. And by work type, they found that those who work in customer or client patient service jobs 
31% were more likely to experience verbal abuse at work. Others high on the list were manual laborers at 23% and office workers at 22%. According to the APA 2023 Work in America survey, 92% of workers say it is very or somewhat important to them to work for an organization that values their emotional and psychological well-being. 95% said it is either very or somewhat important to them to feel respected at work. And 95% said it is very or somewhat important to them to work for an organization that respects boundaries between work and non-work time. And you can find out more on the APA, American Psychological Association 2023 Work in America survey. So as we know, we're talking about mental health as a public health challenge at the moment in this episode. And let's also talk about loneliness and isolation, which are very common in the United States. And about half of the population in this country has experienced loneliness for at least the past several years, even prior to the pandemic. But according to the Surgeon General's report on our epidemic of loneliness and isolation, did you know that loneliness contributes to an increase in heart disease risk and can do so by 29%, risk of stroke at 32% increase, and can contribute to 50% increase of dementia among the elderly, as well as early death by more than 60% of an increase. So how can we increase social connectedness? So the Surgeon General addressed this and provided six pillars for us to keep in mind. The first one is strengthening social infrastructure. The second one is to enact pro-connection public policies that encourage social connectedness. The third one was to mobilize the health sector to address loneliness and intervene accordingly. The next one is to reform digital environments and then to deepen our knowledge and awareness through research on understanding the causes of social disconnection. And finally, continuing to cultivate a culture of connection and for all of us to make an effort to engage with others. And more information on this can be found on the Surgeon General's report called Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation. In podcast news, With the Public Health Networker, our signature podcast, we featured our newest episode with Eric Cardenas this week of Zocalo Health. In honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, join us as we speak to Eric Cardenas of Zocalo Health to address the needs of Latinx communities and healthcare. We're pleased to share this episode with Eric Cardenas being interviewed, who is the founder and CEO of Zocalo Health. We discuss the needs of Latinx communities in the U.S. and how clinical care works in partnership with with public health to serve communities. Zocalo Health is a startup health organization serving the Latinx community across the United States in care coordination and primary care services through online virtual appointments. You can learn more about them at Zocalo.health and to listen to the episode, search for the Public Health Networker podcast. We also recently had the opportunity to meet with the California Consortium of Public Health Information Technology. So this was a conference that took place recently in Bakersfield. And the opening keynote is what stood out to us. Uh, This was with Lisa Lewis Person, the Deputy National Coordinator for Operations and the COO of the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT. This presentation, this keynote speech was excellent, focusing on diversity and representation and equity in health IT, public health IT, both in the field and in the data itself. Uh, You can learn more about the California Consortium of Public Health IT by visiting kccd.edu and doing a search for CCPHIT to learn more about the workplace needs being met 
and addressed in the state of California. And if you missed it, we recently hosted in June the FIAT conference, the Public Health Informatics and Technology Conference. We still have those recordings available. It's three days of conference materials by key researchers, leaders in public health departments and organizations to talk about the latest technologies in health IT for public health, including blockchain, GIS for health solutions, machine learning, NLP, natural language processing, and more. And if you sign up for access to the recordings, we can provide CPH certified public health and CHES or MCHES credits as needed for watching the event. Finally, we welcome you to the West Coast Public Health Conference taking place in March 2024. Please support the success of this inaugural event to showcase public health locally, nationally, and internationally. Join us in our mission to grow public health centers of excellence this side of the Rockies. We wanted to provide a networking space for local and regional public health professionals west of the Rockies while welcoming professionals, academics, and students who enjoy networking on this side of the country. So we decided to create this dedicated event on the West Coast to highlight and cultivate public health excellence and best practices based on the unique demographics, social determinants, and health concerns of the Western states. Join us as we talk about the newest public health research topics, outreach, and health communications. Join our public health podcast networking and awards event taking place. Participate in numerous opportunities to network with others in academia, public health departments and businesses, and we welcome discussions covering public health in local, national, and global topics. So sign up by the end of the year to take advantage of the early bird discount. Find us at westcoastpublichealth.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Public Health Report. And again, I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. And to learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. We hope to see you again soon.